Oh, control your mind, control your life. Think Different Theory, baby. That's what we do. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and this is the COVID episode. Yes, guys, we're going to be breaking down uh, my experience with COVID, uh, the symptoms uh, over the course of the last, uh, well, right now, uh, I'm on day eight and uh, the symptoms are still very much here, but uh, I, I want to kind of break down uh, my experience with it, go through day by day by day. I've kind of written everything out here, um, what I experienced, what it was like, and uh, hopefully just help uh, educate people on what to expect with COVID or what COVID can do. I know it affects everybody very differently, and we're going to talk about that, um, but I don't think that there has been enough uh, education, at least uh, from me and uh, from you know a lot of people that... I, I, I'm one of those people that's like, hey, don't live in fear, right? Go out there and live your life and make your own choices and decisions and don't let the government tell you what to do, right? But um, I do think that it's important to educate uh, on what the disease actually is, the effects that it can have um, so that you can be informed and you can actually go out and make informed decisions. Um, and that way you can determine uh, you know, whether or not uh, you think it's, it's worth the risk to go out if you actually understand uh, what can happen. Now, um, one of the things that's interesting here, I kind of want to preface this is that I know a lot of people that have gotten COVID and pretty much everybody that I know uh, has, it's, it's treated them differently. Uh, my fiance had it. Uh, in fact, she's the one that um, uh, gave it to me. Um, five members of my family, well, four confirmed, we're pretty sure five uh, members of my family have gotten it. Uh, my mom had it. Uh, several of my sisters have had it. And uh, some of them were, you know, down in, you know, back up in a matter of a day or two. And, you know, my mom was down for several weeks um, before she uh, fully recovered from it. And so um, every single person, like I said, that that uh, has uh, had it, that I know closely in my, my family, in my friend circle, it's been it affected each person differently. And so this is my experience with COVID. I probably got it um, worse than most of the people that I know, uh, that had it outside of maybe my mom. Um, but you know, she falls into an older class, um, that's you know, probably going to have different, um, and different effects or different reactions to it anyway. But the purpose of this episode is to go through and just share my experience with it. Um, and let you know exactly what happened on a day-to-day -day basis um, over the course of the, well, I'm on day eight right now, and I am still very much not uh, all the way through it yet. I still have symptoms that are um, lying around uh, and, and will, will not go away. Now, the big question that people have asked is, Josh, do you uh, change your opinion? Does going through COVID actually go through and change your opinion of masks, of lockdowns, of the government restrictions that are imposed, social distancing, things like that? Because as you know, I've been uh, very vocal about the fact that uh, I do not think the government should require people to wear masks. I think that has to be left up to the personal decisions and to the business owners. Um, if a business owner wants me to wear a mask, I have no problem wearing a mask. Zero. Absolutely zero problem wearing a mask if the business owner itself uh, asks me to put on a mask. But if the government does, I want to cut it up and throw it out because I don't think it is ever the government's job to ever tell me to wear a mask. Um, same thing with lockdowns. I think that it is absolutely ridiculous. It's insane. It's totally unconstitutional and wrong for the government to impose lockdowns, stay at home orders, shut down businesses. And so up until the point I had COVID, I was, I've been very, very vocal about this. And, and so a lot of people, um, you know, there were some, you know, some idiots on, on my uh, post that are like, Oh, think of how many people you killed now because you haven't had a mask on. Like you're all dumb and you can just, you know, no, I haven't killed anybody because I didn't wear a mask. Okay. Like that's ridiculous and insane. But, uh, the question continues to come up like, Josh, does this change your opinion of COVID at all? Does this change your opinion 
of uh, of that. And I, I do want to get into that. I'm going to give kind of a short uh, answer here, um, but I, I do want to kind of expound on uh, this a little bit more. Uh, the short answer is no, not at all. I, I, I don't think that, I mean, I assumed everybody was going to get COVID. Like I assume most people are going to end up getting it, right? I, I, I don't, like it has a 99, under the age of 49, it has a 99.92 uh, percent survival rate. Um, and there absolutely is some long-term impl- uh, implications or effects uh, on some people's lives. There's no question about that. But uh, it is not the government's job to um, to tell people how to live their lives. It is not the government's job to take away freedoms. Uh, it's not the government's job to um, you know force people to act in a certain way. That's just it's simply not not the case. And the idea that the government has the ability to shut down uh, people's livelihoods, to shut down businesses, decide which businesses get to stay open, um, when say when we can and cannot go out, uh, is insane. And I will forever oppose that because it doesn't matter what it is. It, it has no. Like this could be, this could have a 50% death rate. Like this could have literally a 50% death rate that one in two people that got it died. And I still would say the government has no, no, um, uh, moral authority to tell people how they can and cannot live their life. However, and then we're going to go into the symptoms here, but however, I do think what the government needs to do and what we should all do. And this is the purpose of me making this podcast episode is to educate people is to educate people on what the disease actually is, how it can affect you. Because let me tell you guys, and you're going to hear this from me, COVID wiped me out. Like it freaking took me out of commission for a solid week to where I could basically do nothing for almost a solid week. Um, Like I couldn't work. I couldn't really drive. I couldn't go anywhere. Like I was confined and like to the point where like it would take, I mean, there were times when it took absolutely every ounce of energy that I could possibly muster up in my body to get from the couch to bed or to get from bed to the bathroom, right? Like, I mean, it, it really did knock me out. And it's much more serious than, um, say, just, you know, the common flu. Um, however, there is a lot of some, uh, similarities with the common flu. And I think that uh, the common flu is actually probably the closest thing to compare this to, except just it, we just, you know, very, very intense version of that. And so I think we do need to educate people on what this can actually do to your life, how it can affect you and, and what you can actually expect, um, in, in this scenario. So, um, here we go. Let's kind of dive in, uh, for context, if you're a first time listener and you don't know me at all, I'm a 26 year old male, uh, super, super healthy. Um, I have been actively taking stuff, um, to, you know, keep my immune system up. In fact, so I, I, I showed the first symptoms, uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, um, so the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, uh, was the, that morning. So Tuesday night though, if you would have asked me how I was feeling, I would have told you I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel the healthiest, uh, healthiest I've ever felt. All right. I was actively taking vitamin C, vitamin D, um, uh, zinc, fish oil, elderberry syrup, right? I, I was very, very healthy, uh, and very much up to speed. I had been taking those for weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D uh, to keep my immune system up because, Here's the deal. I, I refuse to live in fear. And so I live a normal life. I, I don't listen to the lockdowns. Um, I go out when I want to go out. I go to the store when I go want to go to the store. Um, I don't wear a mask when I'm out walking in pub, like when I'm walking on a, a public sidewalk or I'm hiking in the mountains, I, I just, I don't wear a mask. I, I think it's ridiculous to wear a mask when there's literally no one around. Um, so like I, I live a pretty normal life. Now, that being said, I, I'm not around a whole lot of people in general. Um, I work from home and you know, and I have worked from home for, for years. Um, and so that, you know, the whole COVID restriction, everybody having to shift to work from home. Like I know, I don't see a whole lot of people in my life, generally speaking anyway, but I did know that I, you know, I get out and about, um, and, uh, I wanted to make sure that I was healthy. And so 
going into this, I was about as healthy as you, you, you would expect. Um, seriously, like uh, very, very healthy as far as everything is concerned. So I woke up on Wednesday morning. This was the day before Thanksgiving. And I, I rolled out of bed and the, the, that first initial like, er, like you roll out of bed and you're like, ooh, oh, I feel sore. And it was this, the, the, the first signs of it was I sat up in bed and I don't know if you've ever like gone really, really hard, um, it, like, like running, uh, and you like didn't drink water and like you wake up the next morning, um, and your head like is just pounding almost like a hangover. Although man, it's been, I don't, I don't drink. So, I mean, I, I don't really know if I'm the best person to say what, if it was like a hangover or not, I don't have never been hung, hung over in my life. So, but like a pounding headache and like from like lack of water, that's how I always get those headaches like when I haven't drank enough water and then super aches all over my body. And so um, I was originally supposed to travel for Thanksgiving. I was going to be leaving Wednesday night. And uh, I told my fiance, I was like, I don't, there's, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. Like I, I'm, I'm clearly feeling sick. Um, I don't feel hundred percent healthy, but I got up throughout my day. This was Wednesday. I still went, I did work. I'm not somebody that's going to be taken down by a little sickness or at least I thought. Um, and so I went throughout my day that the, the aching kind of in my body got worse. My headache started getting you know worse, even though I drank water. Uh, I took Tylenol and uh, it just wasn't going away. And about, uh, about four o'clock uh, that, that uh, day on Wednesday, I was getting ready to wrap up work for the day. And I was like, I've got to stop right now. I am just, I'm absolutely exhausted. Um, my head hurts. I am aching. I, I need to take a nap. I need to actually go to sleep. And so um, I ended up laying down uh, about four or five o'clock, uh, fell asleep, woke up a few hours later. It was like probably like eight or nine o'clock at night. And it was like, okay, I'm definitely sick. And there's, you know, like I'm definitely getting, which, which, uh, you know, assume was COVID um, there. Um, and sure enough, <coughs> excuse me, you can, <coughs> excuse me, here, still hear my cough. Um, it was COVID. And uh, I was, I was, I was hurting. It was aches headache. And that night I ended up start, I started getting a low fever. It was uh, not between 99 and hundred degrees, um, uh, on Wednesday and uh, on Wednesday night. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is getting serious and, uh, you know, I'm not feeling well. And so, uh, I ended up uh, tossing and turning throughout the night. I couldn't really sleep. This is actually something that's super interesting throughout, uh, is I've, I was not able to sleep for, you know, like the last week, really, I have not been able to sleep very well. Um, I know a lot of people are like, I pass out for 18 hours. I wish that would have been the case for me, but I, the most I could sleep was like four, four or five hours at a time tops. And then I was up, toss, turn, toss, turn, toss, turn, toss, turn. And so uh, that's what it was like Wednesday going into Thanksgiving morning, woke up and it was very obvious that this was a very serious sickness. Um, Thursday, this would have been day two, intense aching, worst headache I've ever had high fever. Um, and my fever really started picking up, um, and was well over a hundred, uh, all day and, uh, got progressively worse throughout the day. I would take ibuprofen and Tylenol. I altered back and forth, um, every six hours or so. Um, I would go, I'm sorry. Every, yeah. Every four to six hours I would do Tylenol and then ibuprofen, then Tylenol, then ibuprofen. And that kept my fever down, um, manageable around, you know, 99, uh, between 99 and hundred for most of the day. Uh, but then as nightfall came and, and you know, this is, so this is Thanksgiving day. I'm starting to feel way worse at this point. I mean, I am aching. My body is in pain. Um, you know, in, intense headache, feeling like, um, feeling the only way I can describe it is like, imagine a stone, like, like a rock with, with spikes on it. 
And that was like going back and forth in my head. I was like, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And so that really, really was, you know, causing pain. And uh, it got to the point, like into the evening where um, my fever was at, as I was getting ready to go to bed, it was about 101.6. And that's with Tylenol. I was, you know, I was uh, uh, under Tylenol. I had taken NyQuil. I was on quite a bit of, uh, of medicine um, that should have taken any normal fever down. Uh, and this one was still at 101.6. And then that night is when it's probably like six or seven o'clock at night. And this would have been, so day two, uh, I got immense, immense, like chills and aches like I had never had before. It was hands down the sickest I have ever been, uh, Thanksgiving night. Um, I was laying in bed and because I had a fever, I, was, I mean, I was underneath the covers because I was freezing I had chills, but because I had a fever, I was just so, like super, super hot burning up underneath my my uh, blanket and I would lay there and like you're moving like this fast right like when you're rolling over because it hurts so bad but I would roll over and I would try to get comfortable and the 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 heat from the fever underneath the blankets were just miserably uncomfortable but the second I would try to like put my foot out from underneath the bed or like lift up the comforter at all my entire body because of the chills uh would just immediately go into like uncontrollable sh shivering and now you have shivering on top of immense, immense body aches, a, a fever, chills, fatigue. Like it was hands down the, the, the most sick I have, have ever been. And uh, I took NyQuil to try to put me to sleep. But like I couldn't, like when I had to use the restroom that night, it was probably five to 10 minutes of me like trying to like mentally prep to like muster the energy to get from my bed to the restroom. And it was like right there. Like it was not a long walk at all, um, but I had absolutely no energy. I had absolutely no strength, um, you know, fever, headache, very, very sick. Thankfully around, um, I don't know, I think it was 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning, somewhere around in there, um, I woke up and I, so I, I, I fell asleep very briefly for about 30 minutes or so and then I woke up and uh, when I woke up, my fever had broken. And this was, like I said, about 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And when it broke, it was like the most sweat. And, and I was trying to do my very best to stay hydrated with everything. But like sweat absolutely everywhere. It was the most sweat I think my body has ever put out. I mean, my whole shirt and, and, and clothes and, and sheets and everything was just completely drenched in sweat, completely soaking wet. And so um, I felt a little bit better after that. And by a little bit, I mean like enough to change clothes and go lay on the couch. Um, but even that probably took me 20 minutes to go through and do. So hands down, the most sick I have ever been on, th that would have been Thursday night. This is the night of day two. And so um, I ended up sleeping for about six hours after that, which was nice because that's the first, it's the longest period of time I had slept uh, since Wednesday morning when I had, had woken up. Um, going into day three now, I was still having very intense uh, aching, um, extreme fatigue, couldn't really do anything. And, and one of the things that I noticed was I, I really wasn't eating a whole lot. Like you don't really feel like eating when you're in that scenario. Um, at this point, I had not lost my taste yet. I had not lost my smell. Um, but I did realize that when I did eat, I made myself some, um, some chicken noodle soup. When I did actually eat, um, I felt better for about an hour after I would eat. So on Thanksgiving and uh, the day after Thanksgiving, when I was making myself up um, like soup or uh, actually I had I, Grubhub brought some stuff to the door, um, I, I felt like I had some form of energy, some form of something for about an hour afterwards. And I was able to like get up and function for a little bit um, beforehand. And then about an hour after I would eat right back down to it. 
Uh, and so day three on Friday, still intense aching. Uh, headache was a little bit better, but it was still definitely there. Uh, and I had a low fever. And so uh, on day three, I'm like, okay, this COVID thing is no joke. Um, seriously, like there's a 0% chance I could do any form of work. Um, I couldn't go anywhere. I, I was certainly not functioning. Uh, obviously I was sick, so I wasn't going to go anywhere. But even if I wanted to, no chance of that happening. And then Saturday came along. And so we're on day four now. And uh, I started, like, I woke up Saturday morning, once again, like, toss, turn, toss, turn, all night, Friday night, um, could not sleep very well, and then finally, about, I don't know, probably about five or six hours after that, I fell asleep for a solid four or five hours, woke up, and on Saturday, I actually felt way better. Um, I thought I was coming out of it at that point. I was like, sweet, um, I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, like when you get over sicknesses, that, that, that first day when you kind of feel like you're getting better, um, my energy was, was back. Um, what I wrote, have wrote down here in my notes was I had fatigue, I had a little bit of aching, but I was up and about. Um, but I did lose my sense of smell that day. So this was day four. It was when I lost my sense of smell. I still had my sense of taste, but I did not have my sense of smell. I was up, I was about, and I was like, you know what? If this continues, um, I'm gonna be just fine. Uh, tomorrow, I, I'm sure I'll be back on my feet. Everything will be good to go and there'll be no problems. And so kept taking my vitamin C, kept taking the vitamin D, the zinc, um, the, you know, the, the medicines and whatnot, uh, tried to eat some more and um, really felt like I was coming out of it. This was day four. Day five. Oh my word. It was like all the progress that I had made from, from day four completely wiped out. And I was back to where I was on day three. Um, it was, I was back down again at this point. Now, this is some of the most intense, uh, fatigue that I had ever experienced in my life. Um, where I, I just, I would get up and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go fill up my water. And I would stand up and I would walk over to there. And I felt like I would just want to pass out for like two hours. Like I felt like a complete wuss. Um, headache back again, pounding headache, fever was back. And, uh, this is when, um, my, oh, I'm sorry. This is day four. Yeah. Fatigue, uh, aching, uh, up and about lost smell. Okay. Day five, day five on Sunday, um, is when I lost my sense of taste. So on day four is when I lost my sense of smell. Uh, day five is when I lost my sense of taste. The headache came back. My low fever came back. Um, and that's when on Sundays, when my deep cough started. And so I started coughing and it's like, if you've ever had bronchitis or, you know, anybody that has bronchitis, it's this super, super deep cough where you're like coughing up mucus and crap. And like, when you start coughing, it, you don't stop coughing for a, a period of time and it, you feel like you're going to just absolutely die and you're, you're peeling over. It takes absolutely everything out of you. That was on Sunday. Um, Monday was the same thing, uh, slightly better, um, from a, like a headache standpoint, my fever was gone on Monday. I didn't have a fever on Monday, but like sweating and fatigue and body aching. I, I was supposed to have, like, I was supposed to work Monday, right? It's a work day. No, I, I sat on one meeting that morning, uh, and that was it. That's all I could make it through before I was completely exhausted again, uh, laid on the couch, turned on a movie and, uh, the, the body aches came back completely wiped out and uh, my cough got even worse. That was on Monday. This is day six at this point. Um, and I was like, man, I'm six days into this. I'm a 26 year old healthy individual. And this entire time I've been alternating between Tylenol and ibuprofen. I've been taking all my medicines, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, and K2 zinc. Um, um, what else was I taking? Um, elderberry. I'm sorry, not elderberry. Um, I stopped taking elderberry. Um, 
colloidal silver, um, lots of, <coughs> you can hear that. I'm, I have a mucinex right now, so, and some other medicine, so my cough isn't so bad right now. But um, completely wiped out even on Monday, on day, on day six. Day seven is when I finally felt like I could work again. I finally felt like I could get up and about um, very low energy, very fatigued, and um, like not fast moving at all, right? Very slow, um, just cautious with everything, uh, aching body, uh, intense fatigue, headache, deep cough, uh, things like that. And so that was day seven. We're on day eight now, and I finally feel, and you can kind of see I'm a little bit chirped up now, um, and uh, have a little bit more energy in it uh, um, uh, with me. I, I slept relatively good for really only the second night um, since this whole thing started, and I uh, slept for a long period of time last night, uh, or I was in bed for a long period of time, and I'm sitting, and I have been sitting. I've been drinking lots of water, lots of fluid, lots of vitamin C, lots of vitamin D, um, some medicine um, to help with the aches and the pain. And I will just say this. When I woke up this morning, so this is day eight, when I woke up this morning, still intense aching. Like it's weird guys. Like I'm, I'm not someone to, to just be down for long periods of time. Like if I go down, I go down, I get sick for a day or two and then I pop back up. But to have this ongoing fatigue, having this ongoing achingness in my body is like something I have never experienced before. And so we're on day eight now, like I said, at the time of this recording. And, um, I don't know when I'm going to be over it. Right now, I don't have a fever, but I have an intense cough, intense aching, and fatigue uh, with everything. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. So that's been my experience. Just to recap, day one, aches, headache, low fever. Day two, intense aches, worst headache ever. High fever of 101.6 with Tylenol. Day two evening, hands down the most sick I've ever been in my life. Like if I was going to die, that was going to be the night that I was going to die because, oh my gosh, I've never been in so much pain in my whole life. I've never been so miserable in my entire life. I've never had chills like that in my entire life. I mean, that was hands down the most sick I've ever been. Day three, still have intense aching. Headache was a little bit better, but still very much there. Low fever. Uh, day four, uh, feeling better, a little bit of fatigue, um, a lot of aching, uh, but I was, was able to kind of get up and about, lost my sense of taste. Um, and, uh, I was like, Hey, like, I'm mean, sorry, I lost my sense of smell. Um, I was able to get up and about though. So I thought I was, you know, rounding the curve, but then day five happened back down again, a tense fatigue, headache, low fever, uh, deep cough started. And that's when I lost my sense of taste. Uh, day six, intense fatigue, aching body, headache, deep cough got worse. Uh, and then day seven, intense fatigue, headache, deep cough, uh, held, didn't get any better. Didn't get any worse. Just kind of held, um, but very much, uh, aching body. And then today, um, I would say the fatigue is still very much there. It's more achy today. I, I have a little bit less fatigue, I think overall. Um, but like intense fatigue, like, like it just feels like the, the energy is just zapped out of your body. Like it just, I don't know how to explain it. Like you think that, ah, oh man, you know, I'll, I'll be able to summon it up. Oh man, I'll be able to. Nope. I was not able to do it in the slightest. So that's been my experience with COVID. Um, the things that helped me, I really truly believed helped me were number one, I stayed incredibly hydrated this entire time. Um, sometimes it was difficult to drink water. Um, I, uh, drank red Gatorade. Uh, so I alternated between red Gatorade and water. Um, and for whatever reason, my body, um, like 
if I try to just drink a big glass of water, like it didn't, like I didn't really feel like drinking, but once I had red Gatorade, uh, I was able to drink that much faster and uh, a lot more of it. And so red Gatorade was uh, really, really helpful. So staying hydrated was definitely probably uh, the biggest thing. Um, number two was eating. Um, you don't feel like eating. I like that is the last thing in the world that I felt like doing most of the days, but lack of food and lack of having any form of substance in my body would make my stomach hurt and would make me feel like I just had even less energy, which obviously. And so finding things, um, I grub tub, uh, Kentucky fried chicken, which weirdly enough was really delicious. Um, before I lost my uh, sense of taste, um, chicken noodle soup was uh, a lifesaver. Um, had chicken noodle soup multiple times. Um, muffins. I actually really uh, liked eating muffins. Um, Walmart has these like chocolate chip muffins um, that uh, I I have that I'm like I eat them all the time anyway. Um, and so we had several you know cases of those at home. Uh, thankfully, uh, we had stocked up on those, uh, and so I ate those. Um, I'm trying to think what else I ate during that time. Oh, green juice. This is another thing that I drank plus eight bolt house farms makes this big bottle of green juice. It's like five bucks at Walmart. Like you can get smaller bottles of it too. Uh, I drank a lot of that. So staying hydrated, I believe really, really, really helped me. And I, I know that I stayed very well hydrated because when my fever did break, like just drenched in sweat. And, um, I, I went to the restroom a lot. I used the restroom a lot during this time because I did stay uh, so hydrated. So staying hydrated and then eating, uh, eating when I could, uh, that really, really helped. Um, showering, um, it's one of those things where, man, when you're freezing cold, getting under a hot shower actually felt really, really good. But then when you get out, it's like the worst thing ever. So I would put like a space heater in the bathroom, uh, and I would take a shower and then I'd get out and, and then I would be next to a space heater. I know probably not the greatest thing to do when you had a fever, but it, that, that really, really helped. Um, it helped, it helped me feel like I was not just like sitting, doing nothing. And I would like even sit down in the shower because I like didn't even have the strength to stand up the whole time. Um, that really, really helped. And then vitamin C, vitamin D. I, I am quite confident that the, the amount of vitamin C that I uh, took was the thing that allowed me to, to get back up. I mean, as quickly as I did, I, I say as quickly as it has been seven or eight days. Um, but I could, I could feel it, uh, when there were times when I would not go, um, would not take vitamin C for like eight or 10 hours, I could feel it. And so I took vitamin C, about a half a teaspoon of vitamin C powder, um, put that vitamin C powder and just in some apple juice, stirred it up. Uh, and every two hours I took vitamin C. So um, the, 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 the big thing I would say, guys, is like, you're probably gonna be fine if you get it. But like what made me be able to get through it without dying and what made this whole entire process much, much easier for me was having, having a plan in place. Um, I'm kind of a doomsday prepper. So I always have everything in our house is like always full. Um, vitamin C, like the powder, absolute must, absolute must. Apple juice to put it in. Uh, if you don't like the actual, like the sour taste of it, like I don't. So vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, plus K2, little pill I take, zinc, um, NyQuil, absolute must if you're trying to sleep. Um, for the cough, uh, Mucinex, um, trying to think what else green juice or any form of, of, uh, like smoothies and drinks like that. Really, really helpful. Chicken noodle soup, easy things to put down. Um, and then water slash Gatorade, some form of liquid, uh, that you can enjoy, uh, that really, really helped as well. So that was my COVID experience. That's kind of, uh, how it affected me. I am 
not over it entirely yet. Um, I'm still, uh, you know, just staying at home. And uh, I mean, I, I, this has probably the, honestly been the longest I've not coughed. I mean, we were going on 30 minutes right now without me breaking out into a cough, which is really nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope, I hope this brings some, some um, perspective and educates you on how, how much this can knock you out. You're not going to work if you get this, if you got it like I did. There's no way. Like you couldn't, I don't even think you'd have the energy to walk out to your car. I know I didn't um, during this entire, you know, time frame of everything, sitting on the couch and doing absolutely nothing. I played a little bit of Xbox. I watched some webinars, um, but like I really wasn't even paying attention for a lot of the time um, because even just moving my hands was was just, you, it, yeah, knocked me out. So anyway, that was my experience. Hope it helped bring some perspective. Once again, my purpose of this was to educate on what it was like and so that you can go out and make your own decisions and hopefully time it to when uh you know that you get it at a time that allows you to take a week off work uh that you get it at a time that is the most convenient for you um to be down for four five or six days because that is very much a possibility and so one of the things that i'm very grateful for is that it did come uh over thanksgiving because Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's five days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, five days. Uh, and those five days, I pretty much had off over the Thanksgiving holiday. And so I really only had to miss uh, one day of work. I did, you know, I did six days uh, off. And then uh, that seventh day, even though I was sick, I was well enough to at least come back and do a little bit of, you know, meetings and catch up and things like that. Um, but if you're like in the middle of something, like this would completely wipe out any plans that you had. And so uh, if you're if you're thinking about getting it or if you're like, hey, I just want to get it and get it over with. I know many people that are just like, hey, I just want to get it and get it over with. Plan a week and be like, all right, if this is the week I'm hoping, hoping to get it, if I'm going to expose myself to it. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what you should do, but it, it, I know many people that have done that. Like if you're like, hey, I just want to get it and get it through, plan at least three or four days knowing that you are going to be completely knocked out uh, if you get it as bad as I did, potentially longer. And there's been people I, I know that have beat it in two days. And there's people, like I said, that have beat it in, in, in you know, two or three weeks. Uh, it's taken them to get over it. So anyway, hope this helped. Um, going back to my, my views on whether or not the government should um, tell people to wear masks. Um, and should encourage people to uh, like, you know, lock down their businesses and things like that. Here's the deal, guys. Um, I believe fundamentally that it is like that life in general is risk. Everything that we do in life, there's a risk to it. When you get in the car, there is a risk that you could die. There is. I mean, there's a there's a risk that uh, there's a drunk driver out there. There's a risk that you know something could go wrong and and you know your car can mal malfunction and and you could die. There's a risk of getting in an accident and dying. Um, whether you know going outside on a walk, there's there's risk. Go going mountain biking, there's a risk. Um, doing anything in life, life is risks and the ability for one to make their own decisions and for one to go, okay, um, I'm going to make decisions and I'm going to understand my risk and I'm going to take calculated risk. I understand that when, when I take the doors off my Jeep, there's a calculated risk. I understand that I am more at risk of potentially getting hurt without doors on my car, right? Without doors on my Jeep than if there were doors on, right? I understand that there's risk of me getting on a plane and flying. I had surgery recently on my eyes. I understood that there was a risk that I could go blind, right? I Like there's all sorts of risks in life. And I believe that uh, it is not the responsibility of the government or anybody else to tell us how to make our decisions or what decisions we must make or how we must live our life. I think that that is the fundamental role of 
the person, the individual to decide how it is that they're going to live their life. And I believe that they have to be able to make an, their own decisions. Now, my mom, um, my mom and I, and, and it's, it's funny, my mom is probably the person that keeps me the most balanced or the most grounded. Uh, and my mom and I agree on a lot of things, but my mom often likes to play the devil's advocate. And, and uh, she said, Josh, I want you to think about something. I want you to think if you were the governor of the state, all right, uh, you know, and, and you're responsible for, for everybody in the state, and uh, you have, you know, hospital leaders coming to you, and you have, you know, people that you respect, you have your business friends coming to you, you have other leaders that are in, you know, positions that you, you respect these people, and they're calling you up, and they're like, Josh, like, we, you know, the hospitals are going to be overrun, right? Or Josh, like, just please tell, make people wear a mask. Just please mandate it. Just please shut down the economy just so that we can get this under control. Hey, Josh, like, please, like, understand what's going on here. What would you do, Josh? Like, what would your response, if you were in that position, if you were the governor and you had to make the decision to either shut down the economy or, or mandate masks, like, you know, think about if you were in that position, what it is that you would do. Would you shut things down? Would you mandate things? And it was interesting because my first response is there's a reason I'm not governor, right? Like I, I am not, you know, I have, I am not the type of person that is capable of being governor right now, right? Um, it, it's a good thing that I am not in in the role of government and that I'm not the one making these decisions because you know I haven't had the the leadership experience that someone like that I think should have. And uh, who knows? Maybe someday I'll be governor. I, I can't ever imagine uh, being the governor of a state. I, I don't can't ever imagine running for office. But you know, if I was in that position, I said, Mom here's what I would do. No, I wouldn't. I would not shut down the economy. I would not shut, force people to wear masks. I would not mandate any of that because I fundamentally will never, ever, 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 ever take away somebody's fundamental right to choose ever. I said, I don't, I don't care who it was. It could be my most respected friend. I was like, you know, Donald Trump or Russell Brunson, like they could call, they, they themselves could call me up and Donald Trump could be like, Josh, you've got to shut down the economy, which obviously would never happen. But even if he did, I wouldn't do it. Why? Because I don't believe that it is the government's responsibility to take away somebody's fundamental right to choose. You have to let people make their own decisions. You have to let businesses make their own decisions. You have to let the individual make their own decisions. You have to. It doesn't matter how deadly something is. It doesn't matter what it is. It, like, it does not matter. You have to let people make their own decisions. However, what I would do, and this is, once again, the, this is the loving side of me coming out, and this is the side of me that actually maybe I don't show off enough, which is I really do care. And I really do want people to be wealth or to be healthy and wealthy, but healthy. I really do want people to be safe. I really do want people to make decisions that are best for everybody. But I don't believe we can force it. I believe we have to educate people on it. And so what I would do is I would go to these doctors. I would go to these nurses and I would say, hey, let's record videos and let's get this out on TV, letting people know, hey, listen, we really strongly encourage you to wear masks and here's why. Hey, we really strongly encourage you to, to limit the amount of people in your store and here's why. Hey, we really strongly encourage you to, to stay home if at all possible, right? We're not gonna force it on you. We're not gonna mandate it, right? We're not gonna take away your freedom, but we are gonna just encourage you as much as we possibly can. We're gonna show you and educate you on the effects of COVID. We're gonna educate you on the fact that, hey, listen, if you get it, right now our hospitals, they're being overrun. We're running out of ICU beds. So you know what, if you get it and you come to the hospital right now, you might not be able to get the care that you need. And you need to understand the risk. You need to understand that if you get it, we might not be able to help you because right now we have an, a rise in cases, right? I would, I would educate and I would encourage. 
And I would maybe even incentivize people to do something. I would incentivize businesses to put, to put things in place. Maybe I would do, um, you know, tax reductions or tax incentives of some sort. If you're, you know, the individual, I would, I would make it to where, Hey, like you have the right to, if, if you don't feel comfortable going out, that your employer must allow you to work from home if at all possible. Right? Like I would encourage these things, but in no way would I ever mandate it. Would In no way would I ever force it. Because the second that you force something, the second that you fundamentally, like when you tell someone you must, you take away somebody's ability to choose and you take away that person's freedoms and you, you rob them of the ability to think for themselves and you rob society of reacting in the way that humans can react. Because I absolutely fundamentally believe in human beings. I believe that we're created by God and that God gave us a, a brain that we can use. But when you take away our ability to choose, when you take away the need to think, I mean, look around a society today. We are raising a society of people that literally don't know how to think. And when you take away somebody's ability to think, when you, when you rob them of that, you create a dumb society. You create a society that is dependent and needy. And we don't, like, that's the worst type of society. People being dependent on the government is the worst possible thing that could happen to them, right? People should be able to take responsibility for their life. If you need government assistance, if there's a time in your life where you need some help, that's fine, right? Like, everybody is going to go through life differently and each person is going to have, you know, times when they probably are going to be in need. And sometimes they might not have a support system. Like they might not have a church system that they can go to. They might not have parents or, or relatives that they can go to for help or in need, right? So they might need some assistance, but making an entire society dependent upon the government, making an entire society's decisions on whether or not they can or cannot work, shutting down the entire country, locking people in their homes, that is never, ever, ever the answer. I don't care. Like I, like I said, I literally don't care if it was a 50% death rate. That's not the answer. You have to educate people. You have to educate people to make their own decisions. And then people can go, once they understand what the consequences of their decisions are, let them make that. And probably the, the most insane, ironic, like illogical thing that the people that are pro lockdowns are, say is, hey, listen, we should lock everybody in their houses. I'm like, that makes no sense. If I'm not afraid of the, the virus, if I'm not afraid of it, and I'm gonna choose not to live in fear, I'm gonna go out. And if you are afraid, that's fine. Stay home. So if you don't wanna go out, you stay home. And guess what? If you stay home, there is a 0% chance that you get the virus from me for going out because you're at home. And it makes no sense. It's like, okay, uh, if there's you know 100% of the population, and 50% of them are afraid and 50% of them are not, why would you lock 100% of them in a home? That makes zero sense. Why would you shut down businesses? That makes no sense. If you're afraid, if you don't wanna get the virus, you stay home. You lock yourself down. That's your choice. Stay home, be safe, don't spread it. But guess what? If I'm not worried about it, and I know that I'm probably gonna get it anyway, and I wanna go out, then that's what I'm gonna do. And I understand my risks and I understand that I might get it. And I understand that somebody else may be irresponsible and their being irresponsible is gonna give it to me. I know that risk and I'm willing to take that risk because I want to be a free individual and free human. But it makes, there's, there's no logic. There, there is no logic. It does not, there is not a logical argument for lockdowns. They, it does not exist. 
even the World Health Organization has come out and said, do not, like lockdowns are, are, are bad. Do not do lockdowns. They are not helping. They are worse than, than the virus itself. The World Health Organization, okay? Like there is zero argument for that, okay? And when it comes to masks, listen, I think masks are dumb. I actually don't think masks do a whole lot. I really don't, right? But guess what? If a business, a private business or a private individual asked me to wear a mask when entering their privately run business, I would do that, no question, no problem, zero problem. When Walmart, a private business is like, hey, we, we're, we prefer you to put a mask on, no problem. In Nebraska, everything's open, by the way, in Nebraska. In Nebraska, like you can go and you don't have to wear a mask in stores. You can just go and there's no social distancing. Like it's, everything's just back to normal and it's great, right? But if I were to go to a business in Nebraska and there was a sign on their door that said, hey, for the health and safety of our customers, we, we ask you to wear a mask, no problem, right? Because it's their private business and I wanna be respectful of that. I have no problem supporting that. I have no problem in a, in a close area where there's gonna be a lot of people around. If the venue is like, hey, we want you to put a mask on, no problem. But don't tell me I have to if you're the government. It's not the government's job. It's simply not, ever. Never the government's responsibility to tell me how to live my life. And I go so far as if the government tells me to do it, I will deliberately do the opposite. I, I don't care. I don't want to listen to the government. I will intentionally on purpose go to the extreme, to the point where I would even pay a fine to not have to wear a mask just because the government is requiring it of me. Private business, no problem. I'll put it on, no problem. But the government, absolutely not. There's a fundamental difference because at that point, you're invading personal freedoms and we may never get those back. So that's been my experience with COVID. That's my beliefs. No, my, my, my beliefs on the lockdowns, my beliefs on the masks, my beliefs on the COVID restrictions do not change at all. In fact, if anything, I'm, I'm doubling down on my beliefs in that area. However, I do believe that the, the, the thing that, I, I literally think that the, the, the number one thing the government could do, they're not doing, which is educating people, which is going out there and saying, hey, here's real life examples of what could potentially happen, just so that you're aware, and then let people make their own decisions. And that's my purpose with this podcast, and that's my, that's my hope, um, that people will, will, will come and, and, and listen to this podcast and go, oh, okay, I now know that... The likeliness, if I get COVID, I'm going to um, have intense aches, intense headaches, uh, a high fever, um, incredible fatigue, um, a super, super deep cough, uh, lose sense of taste, lose sense of smell, uh, and probably be down for maybe even up to seven or eight days. Okay, cool. I now know that those are my risks. Am I worried about that? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to take extra precautions. I'm going to use hand sanitizer. I'm going to social distance. I'm, I'm going to take, you know, be very, very careful. But if you're not worried about that and you go, Hey, guess what? I just want to get it and get it over with because we know that you're immune to it. Once you've had it cool, then go and get it and be responsible. Uh, and I will say this guys, if you know, you had it and, and, and I want to like, I, I believe in people being responsible citizens, right? If you know, you've had it, or if you know, you have it and could spread it, don't like, don't go out, right? Like don't, don't, like, don't go intentionally try to spread it, right? Like, when I knew I had it, I didn't go pick up food. I had it, you know, I had it grub-hubbed here and I had them leave it at the door. I didn't have any contact or I didn't even see them, right? Uh, I stayed inside. Um, I didn't go anywhere. Like, be responsible if you know you have it. I, I always believe that we should think of our fellow human and that we should understand that, 
our actions can affect somebody else's life. And so that we should do everything that we can to help prevent uh, spreading it to people that might not want it. But I don't think that's the government's job to tell us that we must. I, th I just believe that that's what we should do as responsible humans and, and citizens. So anyway, that's all I've got for you guys. If this was helpful, let me know with the comments down below. Just comment hashtag helpful down below. Hit that like button, hit the love button. If you're listening on audio, <coughs> oh boy, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to get off here because I'm about to start coughing. Guys, if, if you're listening on audio, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Josh40. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. The subscribe button is hands down the thing that helps us um, grow the most. Um, so if you're not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify yet, go subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is that your favorite uh, audio platform is. Even if you're watching on video right now, um, go over there, hit the subscribe button, leave a rating, leave a review. Um, we super, super appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for your support. Hopefully this was helpful and uh, that you learned something from it. Share this out if you think other people should hear it and uh, we'll go from there. Guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are gonna be the ones that change the world. I love you all and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Bye.